I don't know about you, but when I was young, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, big ones. I have royally screwed up in my past life. I, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes, man. I mean, I'm nowhere near perfect. And when I stepped into the workforce, I definitely was one of those people that was like, no, I take pride in my work and, you know, I'm, uh, I'm very efficient and I'm also, uh, I, do, I get things done in a, in a good timely fashion and I took pride in that, you know, and I was very big on that, especially when it came to my trade and anything I was involved in. But at the same time, um, I had to learn the hard way how to embrace mistakes because although I was very proud in showing off my skills and like oh yeah I take pride in my work and all that on the flip side I didn't really care for well showing when I made a mistake which is a nice way of saying I, I couldn't fess up to the uh, the screw-ups that I made so when I was growing up um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I made a bunch of mistakes. I'm, I will not, I guess I know, you know, I was, I was the kid that ended up in the hospital for alcohol poisoning at 15, you know, and granted that was like a domino effect, right? Like a bunch of stuff happened that led up to that, but I was already fully embracing the fact that my life was not perfect. Like I didn't get what other kids received at my age and I saw that so I just felt like eh, you know this is my life oh well and then I got saved and when I gave my life to Jesus when I was 16 everything changed because I didn't view the church as a building full of hypocrites as most people did um, I, I never really judged the church that way uh, the way I looked at the church was I don't have time to try to be good that's like that was my perspective was no I'm I'm too busy living my life the way I want I don't want to be you know shameful I don't want to be in guilt I don't want to I don't want to have the knowledge of of being right it's it's weird but that was really what pushed me away I, I just told people who invited me including my own family like good for you I'm glad you have found God and you're living for Jesus. That's super cool. Thumbs up. And I'm glad you got a Bible now instead of drugs in your hand. As for me, I'm going to continue doing what I want. And that's that was my perspective, man. I felt like I was in the okay. I was in the right, you know. Um, what really changed me was, one, I needed a change. You know, let's just be real. I mean, again, I was the kid that ended up at 15 with alcohol poisoning. So I needed to get right and quit messing around. And uh, secondly, I, I just reached the crossroads. You know, I reached a point in my life at the, you know, young, ripe age of 16. I just reached a point in my life that said, I don't want to be like this anymore. Like, I do want to do different. I do want to do I, I want to change. But that didn't mean that I was no longer going to make mistakes. Absolutely. I have still screwed up a lot. <laughs> I've I've I mean royally. I've I've made even in you know in my opinion some like life altering screw-ups in the workforce uh once I started you know working my job and whatnot. 
that's that's when I kind of started to count my mistakes like I think before then my my screw-ups and mistakes were just simple like immaturity young naive ignorant things you know like learning how to drive and scraping my car against someone else's car or like uh you know hitting the gas instead of the brake or uh, you know, I never, I didn't, I guess I didn't go too, too far, but after getting saved and like trying to work a job and, and do right and realizing I'm going to mess up sometimes. Well, um, yeah, you know, I had to fess up because I've, I don't think at Boyd's I ever dropped a projector, but later in life I did. I'll get to that in a minute, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I did make these little mistakes that would cause big problems later. For example, I remember uh, setting up for a movie outreach. We were going to show a movie outside. And as we were getting ready to do it, there was a certain cord that we needed to run it. And we didn't have it. And that was entirely my fault. That's not the screw up, though. The screw up was when I decided to fix the problem by finding a cable that I can make. That was my game plan. I'm going to make a cable, right? So I, um, I went and looked around the church building. I'm looking for what I need. This is a solution. This is supposed to fix everything. Me and my brother, my brother was with me. He's my witness. We found this cable and we said, oh, look, this is going to work. But it was coming down the wall, plugged in somewhere. Now, I knew a little bit about some of the wiring I was looking at, which hence me trying to make one. And I figured, oh, look, I, I, I can see where it's going. It's nothing. It's not a big deal. Let's move on. So we grabbed it, and in order to use it, I had to cut it. So I cut it, and then we were the heroes of the outreach. We were able to fix and finagle a cord together, and boom, there you go. We're not screw-ups of the story after all. We're, we're heroes. But the consequence came later during our Bible conference, which is like the biggest event of the entire year for us. And uh, something wasn't working properly. And we were like, oh, my gosh, why is it not working? This always works. We never touch it. It's left alone every year. Like, we only have to use this one item, like, once a year. Why is it not working? It's supposed to be connected over here. Oh. And where it was supposed to be connected? Well, it was the cord that I cut just a few months prior uh, where I thought I was a hero for the outreach. I was actually... A big screw up for the conference and so um it wasn't an easy fix it wasn't something like we can just do right then and there i think that night we didn't have the capabilities to do what we were going to do we were hosting like you know 1200 1300 plus people and there's this portion that's not going to work because i decided to cut a primary cord you know stuff like that that's a big screw up another time same thing for a conference we had a guy that was going to play uh he had to bring his own amp, which meant we had to put in another uh, input, microphone input on the soundboard. So we went to go do that, set him up. Cool, we're good. And we do sound check. We're having some problems. Don't worry, I'm the hero, guys. I show up, m me and my bad self. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. I got the cord, got it working, put it just right. Boom, everything's working great. Sound check is awesome. Robert's a hero. Walk away. We start uh, the actual thing. It was for a special music. And uh, he's playing, and we can't hear him at all. Nobody can hear him, and he has no clue. And he's on stage, and I'm like, great. And we're trying to figure it out and finagle it because we don't want to run up there in front of, like, you know, a few thousand people or a few hundreds of people. 
And that's exactly what I gotta do. So I run up there, and there I am in front of like 12 or 1300 people trying to figure out how to fix this live, like as it's going on. And as I'm doing it, um, you know, people are staring me down, and and I'm I could not get it going. You know, that heroic moment I had during sound check when there's only like a handful of people around. Yeah, no one cares about that because I couldn't fix it when it mattered. And uh, I was the one to blame. I was the one who added the input. I mean, I did everything myself, you know. So I even had someone mess with me later and be like, hey, what was that guy's guitar solo like? Because nobody heard it but you. You were on stage trying to fix it. Ha! Ah, jerk. Anyway, so <laughs> um, I, I, that, and those, those, I guess those aren't that big, but they were public, right? Like that happened in front of a bunch of people. That's embarrassing, you know? And then concerts. Uh, I've had concerts literally not go compl- like as planned at all because of me. Like I, because I, I made, you know, mistakes. I, I screwed up. And uh, there's an outreach again somewhere else where we were going to show another movie. And this is back when we used DVD, so that's a long time ago. And we were going to show a Spanish movie. And, um, well, because we were using a DVD player that was not cool and it did not have, like, a digital interface in the front. It didn't have little menu buttons on the, the recorder on the actual DVD player itself. It was on the remote. So it's a Spanish outreach and we're about to show this movie that's in English that needs to be switched to Spanish. And that's an option that you have to select that you can't do on the DVD player. You need the remote. I forgot the remote and um, we had to go back and get it. I thought I was the hero that was going to get it in time, you know, because they're doing music and testimonies before the movie. So I bring it and they were like, oh, man, we were going to have to start doing testimonies like just people walk talking on the microphone in Spanish before you showed up. I got the remote. I forgot the batteries and there wasn't any batteries there. So I had to go back and get the batteries while I'm going back. They're just getting random. Well, not random, but they're getting people from the church like testifying, talking about God in Spanish because there's no movie in Spanish. <laughs> and there, there I was, you know, trying to get everything together. And I, I come back and the preacher is already there. They gave up on me. They, they already had the preacher pulling an altar call because I didn't make it in time. And uh, I completely ruined that outreach. And I'm sure I like completely uh, lowered the faith of whoever was trying to have those outreaches. Like sound guy really screwed it up. Ah, so those are like my sound gra- sound guy confessions, right? And uh, and there's there's plenty more, but I'm not going to go into all of them. And then I've had some life screw ups, you know. And I I mean I'm talking like some big stuff, or like I really felt like I completely altered the course of my destiny that God had in store for me. And uh, you know I can say it matter of factly now and just chill. But at the moment, man, I was flipping out. Like I was thinking, what am I gonna do? Part of me even thought, man, I was such a screw up before salvation. Here am I, saved now, trying to live for Jesus, still a screw up. (laughs) And like, I mean, I was like beating myself up thinking like, geez, I can't even do this right. I can't even live for God right. You know, like those are the kind of mind battles I dealt with. But... See, the kingdom of God works different, and this is where the hope comes in, because even a big screw-up like me 
can can be okay you know um, not just because i like you know oh it's no big deal it is what it is right guys no that's that's not how you you know first off making a lot of the mistakes gave me character and integrity because that meant i had to fess up not just run away from my problems i had to tackle it and that's not something i would have unless it was for me messing up and learning how to confront it and say yeah that was me and i'm gonna you know do better i'm gonna do right i'm gonna make right somehow and um you know i've, I've learned how to do that that doesn't mean it's okay to screw up it just means that you know i have integrity and, and i'll just run away and be like oh well figure it out you know <laughs> like leave a big mess for everybody um but where the hope comes is it's understanding you know what i can i can get over this stress and anxiety that comes from a screw up can really mess you up and i'm not going to talk about it now uh because i just want to do this big build up for when i'm going to finally talk about the corporate life um oh i'm gonna talk about that some other time. corporate man. corporate anyway when i had my corporate job i do remember having a lot of stress and anxiety with the deadlines and and the the constant you know need and want and being told like you have to do this and and if you mess up in corporate like you can move on and do better but people will still talk about it they'll be like oh yeah that's the guy that screwed up last month and ruined everything for us you know but anyway um <laughs> i'm not trying to get ahead of myself and talk about the corporate life right now so but i remember being very stressed and full of anxiety and you know what what really set me free was prayer i had to walk away real time and go pray and i did that a lot <laughs> i did that a lot i've done that on many job sites i've done that in many locations like where i just take a breather and pray and it, it helps me with my attitude it helps me not be all stressed and anxious and just like god help me get through this you know and um and, and not putting the faith so much in myself i'm not afraid to say yes i do need help yeah, I am a big screw-up, okay? If things are left to, to me alone, they're not going to go well, you know? Um, doesn't matter how good I am at a trade or a skill or my profession or or whatever it is, my hobby even. You know, it doesn't matter. There's, there's room for mistake. There's room for human error because we are human errors. <laughs> you know, we, we're human. And that what does that mean when you say you're human? It means we're screw-ups. That's what that means. It means we make mistakes. There's a good scripture about this, and it's not about being a screw-up. It's about redemption in the book of Ephesians. And the reason I'm saying the book, it's actually really important to understand the book because Paul wrote the book of Ephesians. Paul was a guy from the Bible. He's an apostle, but he's a guy from the Bible, and what makes it such a big deal that he's talking about redemption. Of all people, Paul used to be known as Saul. Saul, back when he was named Saul, Guess what he was? A Christian killer. A literal murderer of Christians. Like he took he took pride in killing Christians. Like that was what he did. That was his nickname, you know, the Christian murderer. And uh, he was praised for it. And he, he did that. And then he gets saved. And then lives starts to live for God. And he writes the book of Ephesians. And that's not the only book he wrote, but... He, he writes this book, and there's a verse in there, in the first chapter, verse 7, and he's saying, in him, being in God, in Jesus Christ, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins, 
It's a big one. According to the riches of his grace, of God's grace. So he's basically saying, listen, there is a path of redemption. And it's not found through our own strength. It's found in God. And I, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to capture how I feel about this for you to understand. Like, this is my everything. This is what helps me move on without feeling like a big screw up all the time. Like when I went through the life altering screw ups, the real big, big mess ups in my life. This is the kind of stuff I leaned on, knowing that it's not up to me. It's not fully just my own responsibility. Yeah, I'm responsible, but it's not just up to to me and my weak self to get through this. I get to rely on God who gives me a path of redemption that he has made for me and chosen to forgive me, even though I'm a big screw up and say, we, you know, follow this path. Get on this path of redemption. You're going to be okay. And that has set me free. That helps me get through life. Because mistakes happen, man. We're not perfect. Again, when you when you really think about the phrase, oh, I'm just human, what you're really saying is I'm, 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 a, I'm a screw up. I make mistakes. I, I, I cause problems. That's what it means to say we're human. We cause error. And we, we when people say, you know, leave room for human error, it's because humans screw up and it is what it is man now again it's not like okay to be a big mess up you should excel and there's plenty of scriptures about excelling and doing better and all of that so i i do feel that absolutely you need to try not to be a screw up but don't kill yourself if it happens you know like you can get through it man it's gonna be okay it may not feel like it but it will if you just give it to God and let him let him fix you man let him get you through the mess up so I've made a lot of big 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 mistakes in my life and forgiveness is the only way to get through it man asking God to forgive you and then asking others to forgive you and here's the big one for you to forgive other people around you oh that's a big big one man if, if God can forgive you you should be able to forgive people because we have screwed up against God royally and he's still willing to forgive us i love i love being able to say i can walk the path of redemption because it's my everything it's it's what keeps me going and it's genuinely genuinely what in my opinion what should be it should be able to keep make anybody keep going i don't know why that was so hard to say just now but if i feel like if you're listening that's something for you too like anybody can choose this path but they got to they, they got to make that choice. That's the big one. It's your own choice. You can't just live in self-pity, you know. Don't because I, I despise that. <laughs> like don't 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 stay there. You can walk a path of redemption. You can be set free. You don't have to walk as a big screw up in life. You can get through it and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm.